It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Can't, and, and it's not that probate is. Probate is necessary and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it takes time. There's costs. Um, and then there's issues about how your beneficiaries receive assets too. Because generally, um, especially if you haven't done a well, you're going, they're going to receive all their assets in one lump sum. And so, for example, you know, if you have a 19 year old, a governing body of men should not be allowed to. No, women. but that's, that's how well, life has been. Women. And it keeps that's going that way. Weird. It's always about that. I know, but I, I realized that I mean, even as a man, I mean, they look good in some of them shorts, you know, some of those women. And, and I think that's what it is. Well, maybe it's I'd like thing. to see some thigh too, but n- the men thing. don't wear any, any I speedo. I think they should make the men wear tight, the tightest. They thing. should. That way their nuts are so tight in there. You know, a lot of times what will happen is everybody is in front of a judge and they may all look good on paper. But the judge doesn't know what you know about all those people in the room. Oh, yeah, like Uncle Tommy, who can't hold a job all the time, or <laughs> Uncle Tommy, who's mean, or something like that. Or so-and-so, yeah. who looks great on paper, but, you know, you would never want raising your kids. Because, right. Who's right. going to raise them? How are they going to raise them? And with kids, in particular, the person who is good to raise them at seven years old is not necessarily the person who should be raising them at 16. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because you said, like, you don't know who's taking care of your kids. I have a brother, and it made me think of my, I might say which one, but if my kids got left with him, he'd probably feed them bread and butter. <laughs> he wouldn't give them bread and butter. You know what I'm talking about? If it's crazy, Welcome to the Family Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Ian, and this is my wife and co-host, Natalie. The Family Mess, the podcast about life with kids and all things adulting. Let's talk. Natalie, we're on set today. Not set, what's it called? We're on the road, Ian. (laughs) We're on the road today recording our podcast, the first for us, and... I am very happy to have our first guest. Can you introduce her? I'm not good at introductions. We have Karina Della Torre of the Della Torre Law Office. Karina, how are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I am great, and I am so excited to be spending some time with both of you guys again. You don't know how to act because you're out. He's not in his usual element, so now he's... I'm used to my TV, the computer screen. I'm like... (laughs) I just can't do nothing, but we'll be fine. We'll make it work. Yes, we will. Let's keep going. Go ahead. Keep going. What are we talking about today, Ian? I thought you were talking. Oh, you told me about the race today. Between the, when's the race today or tomorrow? Let's go talk about the current event. So Shikari Richardson was the controversial athlete that was banned from the Olympics because of her marijuana use is going to be racing the Jamaicans that won the Olympics. She got no chance. 
what is what is I'm split, you know, because I got the Jamaican side and I got the American well, I, side. I, I live just, here, but my family is Jamaican. But them Jamaicans are fast, dude. She ain't gonna have a chance because the Jamaicans. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna win it. I think that, I think she's, she's she's not gonna win. It's like both. Like yeah, both of the I, like I, they, I, they they beat her other record in the Olympics. Yeah, they beat uh, both unless, of them. I think, yeah, beat her unless record, they have a so, bad day. Yeah, I I don't unless they don't want to take it seriously. And I, I hear a lot of athletes when they run after the Olympics mm-hmm. to another one don't take that event as seriously because there's no there's no medals or anything. So they usually just run. Some run take it seriously. Some don't. So uh, I think it depends what kind of mood they're in. Well, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, but that's the you first. you gonna put some money, wager? Who you on? Who, who you got money on? Ah, uh, oh gosh, I don't know. The, the Elaine Thompson hurrah. So you basically got your money on the Jamaicans too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I do. I think the Jamaicans are gonna win this one. I don't think there's. But Google's been trying to put this controversy in, like. What's the controversy? Oh, Shakari's not gonna race. Is she gonna, you know, pretty much she's gonna beat the Jamaicans. You ain't gonna beat Jamaicans. No, I don't no. think you're gonna beat Sorry, the Shakari. I mean, she's fast, but I don't know, man. I want Shakari to do well, but I just don't think she's gonna beat the Jamaicans. No. But I'd love to see her prove me wrong. So, I mean, if she proves me wrong, then. All good. Well, That's all good. That's the way it is. I mean, all right. Uh, prove me wrong now. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going for the Jamaicans. But, uh, but the second thing you wanna talk about was the underwear in the Olympics. No, I wasn't talking about underwear in the Olympics today. Oh. But okay, since you brought it up, <laughs> I had no plans to talk about. The, it wasn't even underwear, dude. It ain't about underwear. What was it? What was it? Today? It was about women being made to wear uniforms that they don't want to wear because of the historical male-dominated body governing body of sports. Correct. That's what it's about. So yes, there was a team from Sweden in the Olympics. Yes. That they, they, the t- as a team, they chose not to wear the bikini bottoms. As a, and I played volleyball in high school. Yes. And I hated those bikini bottoms. I felt so naked. Yes. Um, instead of being able to wear biker shorts. So as a team, a collective, they all chose to wear biker shorts instead of these bikini bottoms, these little, you know, not everybody want to wear, even if you're skinny, you don't always want to be exposed. Yes. So they, they chose as a team to wear the, um, biker shorts and they got fined. And a couple of people, I forgot who, but someone paid the fine for them. But the full whole point is, as a team, they weren't mismatched in their uniforms. They were still wearing, you know, shorts. And the worst part is men actually wear shorts for their uniforms. Yeah. Men do not wear Speedos. So I had deep issue with that whole thing. Past from my past trauma in high school, having to wear those bikini bottoms. And then two, realizing that men don't have to wear the same thing. Now, if they had men in Speedos, I would have no problem. They do have men in Speedos. Not sure. playing volleyball or handball. They should, though. But they don't. They don't have them. Or it was, it was a, I forgot, it was like a beach volleyball but type sport. they're nuts hanging out. That's kind of weird. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, women, women's vajayjays, you know, y'all talk about camel toes and all that, well, right? You know, you know so, that you're, you're exposing the camel toe because you have to wear this outfit. No, me, and then when women have their periods every month, you got to be... All, you know, it's a whole lot going on that these men I, who who, I, who I, dictate don't know. That's what I have to admit. I'm I'm guilty of this. Of and course, I think, and I think that's why they show the Olympics. The Olympics is highly sexualized. But I've been so ingrained with seeing that even from a yes. little boy growing up that when you see the women or whatever, you just it just normal. You see them wearing it. You don't think nothing else. You don't think cover up because you've grown seeing these images for right we need to we need to um deprogram men about women's bodies but you're right now that i'm an adult and i see the women i'm like oh you know what they 
the women should have a choice of what they wear. Like a, a governing body of men should not be allowed to tell no, women. No, but that's that's how life has wear. been, and it's, it keeps that's going that way. Weird. It's always about that. I know, but I, I realize that. I mean, even as a man, I mean, they look good in some of them shorts. You know, some of those women, and, and I think that's what it is. Well, maybe it's I'd like thing. to see some thigh too, but the thing. men don't wear any any I speedos. I think they should make the men wear tight the tightest. They thing. should. That way, their nuts are so tight in there. You can see the sweat. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> now, you, now you're going all extra. <laughs> No, but think about it. If they did that, we'll see what they're Yeah, but to. yeah, no. But the thing is, the, the men would be so upset, and they would not do that to other men because they are the governing body. So I, I, I think you know, it's do. it's from gymnastics yeah. to to volleyball. I mean, even the gymnasts now are wearing full body instead. Some of them are wearing full body um, leotards instead of wearing the little the skinny things because it, it's a lot. And you're exposed. And a lot of these women, these girls are young girls. Yeah. Even in high school, yeah. young girls being made sexual objects. That's what happens. You well, becomes as you shouldn't. But you know, I'm well, sorry. Some of y'all men are a little dirty. No, no, and it becomes a sexual but it's a true thing. thing. You begin to view you them ogle. as objects. That's the, that's the yes. problem. Is that you dehumanize them, and that's really the problem in all this is that and the women never get a chance to be viewed as women like human beings no as athletes that they are well, well, instead of looking at their athletes. booties well and that's what well, that's what it is it's about i told you everything oh about and they have to wear they can't even wear a full-length top They're, they have to yeah, wear a bra to wear top yeah, yes with their stomach all out what if you don't like that yeah i don't think i think that needs to change i right. think they need to allow women to and wear then that even comfortable with yeah and that even limits the sports um globally because not every country allows their women to wear and dress like that. Correct. See, this, this is a whole thing. But anyway, well, we can move on. Right. But let's talk to Karina today. Yes. Hey, Karina. Hello, guys. Karina's like, I'm going to let them talk their craziness. I'm like, I'm, I'll wait for my... For, I'm with the, you on all of that. Yeah, I mean, stuff. I truly am. I, I thought it was good to see a lot of the uh, female athletes. I think it was the, there was a German gymnastics team that went ahead yeah. and did the long length yeah. leotards. And I thought, good for them. I mean, they really... I think it's a good conversation to have, so... Yes. I'm what, glad you what, guys had it. Well, what about the Jamaicans versus the um, Shikari versus the Jamaicans? Listen, I'm gonna one. go Shikari. All right, I just, there you go. Listen. We got it. That's good. We need some difference in the room. I was gonna say it's not really a bet if you're both on the same side. <laughs> I, know, right? so, I didn't think he would be. So I was like, oh. Well, the thing is, you know, like I said, I hope she does win. You know, that'd be, that'd be great to see. I want to see it. I think I think all of America wants to see it. Also, I do. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I mean, it, it, but they 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 always need some type of controversy in sports. Yes. They, they do. They need it to get more hits, especially with this COVID era. They need more people to click. On the button and watch. So that happens. What's the day today? I don't know. The 20th? 20th of August. Yeah, yeah it happens today. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, all right. Well, Karina, we're glad that you're here. You. Um, you're another one of our guests. Everyone that we've really, typically we have on our show is someone that we've either, we know in person or we've known for a long time. And I met Karina, what about a, well, now it's about a year and a half, almost two years. Almost two years ago. Yeah, at an event, at a real estate mm-hmm. event. It was. I, and usually I don't talk to people, but I somehow we end up talking. I don't know. And so we ended up talking to Karina to do our, was it our will and trust? What did we do? We did your estate planning. So we did yes. a will and a trust our for estate you. planning. Yes, mm-hmm. our estate. So we figured it would be great to have Karina in today to talk about, um, you know, why it's important to do that. I mean, our kids are 15 and 11, and we're just now putting something on paper you know, anything could have happened to us all these years and our kids would, you know, we wouldn't have anything on paper um, that says what's supposed to happen to them and what money we have and all those things. So um, 
I was really glad to be able to meet you and then just decided to go ahead and move forward and, and, and do that. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do at your law firm? Absolutely. And it has just been such a pleasure working with you guys. Uh, you guys are some of my favorite clients and I'm just, I'm just really excited to have a chance to just kind of talk with you guys real in a relaxed environment and have fun. Um, so yes, my name is Karina Delatore. I am an attorney. I've been practicing law for 17 years. Um, I am licensed in two states. So I'm licensed in Indiana and Florida. Um, I started my practice at a large law firm in Indiana. It was like 150 attorney uh, law firm at the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I really am loving my practice now and what I do. And I practice law with my sister and so oh, I swear as your twin, y'all look just alike. I swear. I, I thought you guys were, uh, no, I don't me think without the curly hair. Oh. That's what it would look like. I thought they were twins <laughs> for the longest. Yes. Until she corrected me. She's like, no, we're not twins. I thought they were twins, but yeah. It makes you feel better. My dad can even, can't even tell us apart over the phone. Wow. So it's, it's that close. Um, and so she and I practice law together. We've had our firm now for almost 11 years and, you know, just really, really excited to be able to practice with my sister and, and serve the community. So it's been great. That's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. I suppose you guys aren't like delatory and delatory. We, we thought about it. We thought about it. We're like, okay, spelling it once is hard enough. You know, maybe we shouldn't put people through that. And they're like, damn. <laughs> well, we also, if you looked at our, like our full names, um, the running joke is that if you did it under like the Spanish conventions, it would sound like its own law firm. So my name would be, Karina Maria de la Torre Bianchi de Llanes, if oh, you added wow. my like last wow. my married name. And we said, well, that just sounds like a law firm by itself. Maybe we'll just keep it simple. <laughs> There's two of us. And we're both last name Delatore. It works. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So one of the things I've been, I've always wondered, like, you know, why is it so important to even get away? Like I've heard, you know, uh-huh. and I've kind of just went ahead and did it because everyone kept telling me, but I'm like, I don't know how really important that is. Like, why is it such an important thing to do that? Well, it's important because among other things, it's going, the, if it's done correctly, the process of going through estate planning is going to leave you more financially and legally organized than ever, than probably you've ever been. And so in order to do that, you can't just do a will you have to think about who do you, who are you trying to protect? What kind of assets do you have? Because they can be protected in different ways. And really importantly too, and most people don't think about this if they just do a will, it's if something were to happen to me, but I don't pass away, so I'm incapacitated in some way, who would I want making decisions for me if I can't do it for myself? Oh, snap. Who do I want making, running my finances? making my medical decisions. You right. that you mentioned that. No, that's scary. It is. And so, you know, the thing is, is that if you do nothing, the state of Florida or whatever state you're in, it has a plan for you. It has a set of default rules. You may or may not like them and it won't keep your family out of court and out of conflict, but it's there. Now, as far as like decision-making and guardians and like who can act on your behalf if you're not able to do it yourself... You know, a lot of times what will happen is everybody is in front of a judge and they may all look good on paper, but the judge doesn't know what you know about all those people in the room. 
Oh, yeah, like Uncle Tommy who can't hold a job all the time or <laughs> Uncle Tommy who's mean or something like that. Or so-and-so yeah. who looks great on paper, but, you know, you would never want raising your kids yeah, because, they're right. because they're secretly crazy, yeah. right. you know, and so they don't they don't know that. And so some of this, this part of this process is to plan for that so you have a set of documents that can speak for you when you can't do it yourself. And then also a good estate plan is going to, you're going to clue in the most important people around you so that they know what to do and, and they know who to talk to, what to do, where to find things so that it reduces this level of stress during what would already be a really difficult time. And so you're really, you're going to benefit from it, but the real gift is to the ones that you love and you're trying to protect. Okay. So what about like, you? how do you, mm-hmm. how do you guys talk to people who are like, cause I have a few people I've talked to and they're like, I don't want to talk about it. I can't talk about dying. Like they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. How, what do you, what do you like tell those people or how, what is the way to get through to those people who are afraid and have that fear that if they talk about it, they're going to die like tomorrow. Right. Well, at Sometimes to put people at ease, I like to joke that it's like, it's like an umbrella. Okay. If you carry it around, it's not going to rain. You know, if you go ahead and do your estate plan, you're not going to need it. But, you know, more seriously, it, it is something that everybody needs to think about because it's going to happen. It is one guarantee in life. And the thing is that, that the, the fact that we die gives our lives meaning and urgency and it. It, you are here in this dimension, this physical space right, right. for a very short time. And I, one of the reasons that I love what I do is that when I finish with a client, one of the things I want to remind them of is to squeeze every last drop out of that time that they have here and to use the good china, wear the good jewelry, like do the fun things, do the things that scare you. Like I need to get some china to use Ian. I'm saying, pull it out, pull it out. I don't have any china. I need to get some china so I can use it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's what China, you don't know what china is? It ain't just the country. Yes, expensive plates, man. So what I would tell somebody is that it's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen. It can at least happen on your terms and give you peace of mind that you know that you're protected and the people that you love are protected and to then give you that sense of urgency in your own life. And that if somebody walks away with that, of you know, I don't want to waste any time because I don't have that much of it. Whatever it is, it's not enough. I can guarantee you, what, mm-hmm. however long you live, you could live 120 years and it's still not going to be enough to really take advantage of everything that there is to do on True. this planet. True. And so mm-hmm. I think it's, right, it helps so focus you things. You can say whatever you want. My yeah. question's not crazy, but I was like, how do you deal with the clients that have like uh, love, love children? Ah, Oh yeah, because she told you the story about that. Now you want <laughs> Well, it's really. I mean, I mean, I mean, so okay, so no, so so what you're saying, that, people. So so people. So what you're saying is, people come in, they're doing their will, but after like they'll do their will and their trust with her, but then on the side they're like, "Hey, I got this kid. Oh hell, yeah. my wife don't know, or my husband doesn't yes. know I got this kid, but I need to put them in here. How am I getting? You know, that's what that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Child that you got caught up. With that, 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 that one. Time. Yeah. So okay, the best the. 
most I can say about that is that when I represent a couple, each of them is a client. So, and I owe a duty, all the attorney duties, the fiduciary duties to each of those clients. Now I can represent them together as long as they're really on the same page about things and they're being honest and truthful with each other. Once, once they start, or once I know that they're withholding Mm -hmm. important information like that from the other, that's when I would realize, oh, there's a conflict of interest here. I can't represent them. And the fairest thing for me would be to disengage from both clients at that point and say, you guys are going to need to work out your estate planning, you know, with another attorney or that's, with that's someone else. Smart. No, you're not on either side. Just right. Pull your way from, uh, from the other. Have you to do that before a few times or? Um, no, actually I have never, man, knock on wood. I have never had the love <laughs> child, like the surprise love child conversation with a client after the initial meeting. So oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day, but I haven't had it yet. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, man, of course, you want to know about the love child. Thing. <laughs> Listen, but that's but that's life though. People be freaky, man, and you do stuff, and then the consequences are: there's a kid somewhere. I mean, that happens more than you think. That's why I learned about that in my class in seminary. People that love childs and they don't talk about it, and they go on life, and the next thing you know, there's a child that, or an adult. Where you see it more is in probate. So what mm. estate planning it's is? Awesome. Okay, what's the, what's the probate? Okay, so estate planning and probate go hand in hand, but they're different. So estate planning is something you do before you pass away. And it, and it's usually for things like, what would I want to have happen to my things, uh, my assets? What, how do I want to protect, you know, my family members? How do I want to protect myself if in the event of incapacity? Probate happen, is a process that happens after you die that transfers your assets from you um, to your beneficiaries. And there's a bunch of steps and milestones that happen along the way, but eventually it's to go to your beneficiaries. So wait, who are usually the beneficiaries? Like who's that usually? Well, you know, I've told you that there's a, if you don't have a plan, the state of Florida has a plan for you, for example, the beneficiaries would be determined if there's no will or, and no trust, then the beneficiaries would, you would determine them based on the laws, what's called the law of intestacy, which basically says, you know, for example, if you're married to the surviving spouse, if you're married um, and you have children of from a prior relationship, half to the surviving spouse, half to the kids, you know, from the prior relationship. And then, you know, if you married, you know, your spouse predeceased you, but you have children, then it goes to your children. So it kind of follows the family tree. Okay. So it can go like usually to the surviving spouse, and then it goes down to the kids, down to the grandkids, etc. And then if you run out of people down the line, you can go up the family tree and then out laterally to things oh, like basically laterally, like on the branches. Yeah, you Ooh, can go all the way up. Mm-hmm. I've had some cases where you Branch. we went all the way down to like really remote cousins, and if they had gone any further, if there had been any fewer people to take, it would have gone to the state of Florida. What? Yeah. And so it went that far. It did. Jeez. And so that's where you tend to find um, like scary. surprises. You run out of. Like you, you never think you're out of family members. You can't. Oh there, there are some people that don't have a lot of family at all. Their right. their, their their gene line is, is short. I know right? your gene line is full. Oh man, there ain't no doubt. There's no there's no shortage of cousins. There's a kids everywhere. To check, I know that's <laughs> true. So then, okay. So with the probate after, okay. Mm-hmm. So they go down the gene pool. Then what happens with the probate mm-hmm. after they 
find people. Mm-hmm. Well, and so sometimes you find surprise people from prior relationships, or you'll do. Sometimes you have to do what's called an air search, and so you'll basically look. Um, and you also you have to publish notice that somebody you know this person passed away, and so sometimes as part of that or in discussion with family members, you find information, oh. and that leads you to turn over another rock and another rock and another rock and. Man. Surprise! There's a whole other branch of the family that nobody knew about, you know. So oh it, it tends to come up. I, w- I would say more in probate than I have not had it come up in my estate planning. I have had it come up in probate. Jeez, um, you, now, but I've heard. Okay, one thing I have heard is that probate costs a lot more money. They take out like all your money. Like, how does that work? Like, so if you don't, so if I'm a person, I'm afraid of having to do a will and the thing. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll just, I'll just die. Mm-hmm. So when I just die, how? You know, if I'm this millionaire, what happens? Or even if I have a little bit of money, what happens? Mm-hmm. How much do they get? Well, <laughs> so in the state of Florida, there's everything that goes through probate, with the exception of a homestead property, is going to be counted towards all of the value of that is going to be counted towards the estate value. And what the Florida legislature has decided is that there are two primary people that are doing all the heavy lifting in the probate. The first person is who they call the personal representative. And that is the person who is um, usually a family member. Uh, they're doing all the heavy lifting. They're protecting the property. They're gathering all the information. They're dealing with the family members. They're making sure the property is protected. Um, and so they're the personal representative. That person, because it is a lot of work and a probate can extend, you know, 12 months easily in the state of Florida if it's, if it's a formal administration and most of them are unless it falls within like a really small exception for, for summary administration. Um, it's a lot of work and they're, they're basically entitled to take, um, 3%. So for, so that person assigned by the state, the state assigns them? The court, the probate court will approve them and oh, appoint okay. them. So basically you'll, you'll look at the pool of available people or you there's a statute that says in this order, we're going to find, you know, these are the people who can serve in that role. Oh, okay. And then once you find a suitable candidate, um, they go in front of the probate court and the probate judge kind of looks at the information that's in front of them, says, yep, okay, great. You're going to be the personal representative. We're going to empower you to do all, make all the decisions that you need to make. So when they do that, and because it is a lot of work, on the f- there's a there's a sliding scale of fees set by statute that is for reasonable uh, re- what they call reasonable compensation, and that's going to be three percent of the estate. And so, and so that so if it was a million dollars, hold on, I can't math right now. Um, <laughs> this would be three thousand. Three percent should be three thousand or something. Of what? A million. Of a million. Yeah, I think that would be oh, well, thirty thousand. I think it's thirty thousand. That's what I was saying. So you know, on an on an estate of a million dollars, they would be able to take thirty thousand. That's not bad. It's a lot of work. I mean, it well, really is. Say, that's really not that bad if you consider what yeah. lawyers get paid. Well, but that's not the lawyer. Oh, that's the. That's assigned. just the. That's the personal that's right. representative. That's the whoever's assigned. To and the case. so then on top of that. There is the, they, in a formal administration, they need to have an attorney represent them. That's so just another fee. So there's going to be another fee, 3%. So that's another $30,000. So then you're looking at $60,000. Um, and that's assuming that it is a normal 
case where there's no surprises, there's nothing untoward, there's no litigation, there's no will contest, there's no, like, there's nothing unusual about it. That The simplest case, so that it would start there, and that that is what the state of Florida considers reasonable compensation for that work. And so so that's the cost. So the, the, the issues with probate can, and, and it's not that probate is, probate is necessary and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it takes time. There's costs. Um, and then there's issues about how your beneficiaries receive assets too, because generally, um, especially if you haven't done a well, you're going, they're going to receive all their assets in one lump sum. And so, for example, you know, if you have a 19 year old getting a, you know, a million dollar estate, they're going to get it all in one lump sum. And so they go get car and stuff. Right. And so (laughs) with estate planning, you can plan in advance and say, okay, they're going to need some more time to be able to make better decisions. We can do this through, you know, through a testamentary trust, or we can do this through a a trust and kind of spread it out, let them get, you know, a bit more grow into, you know, some maturity and how to handle money and how to make good decisions and then, and then give them the money in stages. So like if you, okay, Mm -hmm. so by going through a lawyer and you get your will or your Mm -hmm. trust done, how soon then does your, your whole, uh, I don't know, account or your, 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 you know, when your death, everything's how fast is that can settle and vary and compared to the, um, the, the probate? Mm -hmm. Well, it depends. A lot of people think that just because they've done a will that they've avoided probate. Right. Entirely. Some people think, oh, I did a will. We don't have to go to probate. That's actually not true. So what happens with a will is that it gets taken to probate court. So if you do nothing, then you have the default plan from the state of Florida. If you want to have something different, you want a different result, then you need to do either a will or a trust. And the will gets taken to probate court. The probate judge is going to look at it and say, okay, yep, yep, okay, meets all the standards, we're going to apply the terms of the will. And so they're going to apply the terms of the will to the entire probate estate that's going through probate. And at that rate, at least you, what your wishes are known and they're being, you know, they're going to be honored by the probate judge. And so you're not avoiding probate, you're going through it, but at least you're going through it on your terms as opposed to, you know, necessarily what the state of Florida has to say about it. So they follow your terms when they have a will. Mm-hmm. They follow the terms of the will. Mm-hmm. So then what happens? With, so what's the difference with a the trust then? Mm-hmm. So with a trust, it is a private document that does not go through the probate system. So, so you don't have to go to court to the judge with that. Correct. Oh so the, the idea is it's more streamlined. It's to have a, a well-funded trust to make sure that everything went in there, everything was done correctly you have a lot of control and a lot more options because there are so many different things that you can do with trust that you can build in all sorts of protections for the people that you love and have it be essentially done in a private setting. And so you can structure how they're going to receive things. Um, you can reward certain kinds of behavior. You can protect them from things like creditors or future ex-spouses, judgments. Like future, future spouses? Future ex-spouses. So is, is the trust like in the movies where, you know, like Mortimer, where, you know, we're, we're meeting for the reading of the will. 
You know, like, is that... I've is never that, done a reading of the will. Uh, um, so that's not something that happens? Like is, that, is that movies only? That I, think movies. I think it's movies. I think it's movies. Yeah, so, so no, one get, no one does that? Um, I haven't had to do it. I think it's exceedingly rare. Um, um, I think be like super, super rare. rich to do that usually. I, so wait, if somebody wanted to do that, could like, could they set that up? With you yeah, that absolutely. Say, you know, I want to have a reading of my will and, and bring <laughs> yes. everybody together. Of course you would do that. <laughs> we can do a family meeting. I want to have like a Mortimer moment. As a joke, that was like, of course now you'll do that. Yeah, yeah. And then leave everybody like, I leave you my left shoe. <laughs> To my favorite other cousin, I leave you my right shoe. <laughs> so you have to talk to each other and borrow them from one another in order to have a complete pair. There you go. See, there you go. See, they can do that to, to feuding relatives. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I really thought that like they had those readings of the book, so that's very uncommon. No. It's very, it's uncommon. Okay. I that it's very movies. How they get us like that? They're thinking that's real. I know, man. I'm thinking like you know, like you go read the thing. Okay, like all the movies okay. show the same thing too. I mean, that doesn't change. They show it. it Right. No matter if it's a funny movie, a comedy, or a serious movie, there's always a scene with the will. Well, yeah, and, and then they get mad and, together. yeah. And Mac will get up and pack up their stuff and get up because they didn't get the car or the money. Yeah, and, well, there goes that. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. But back to the trust. I want to make sure we get people the information, you know, that's really important to them. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so with the trust, then you don't have to, it's all private. Yeah. So then... So wait, what's like the process? Like once someone dies and you like, how do they contact the lawyer to say, Hey, this person died and, you know, execute. Does someone have to know that they, they have you or is it recorded in like the documents of the government somewhere? How does that work? No, it's, it's all private. And the idea is because oh. the idea is that it's not final unless and until you pass away. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so when somebody does their estate planning, they're free to change their mind. And in fact, you know, estate planning is something that we really recommend gets revisited every, you know, at a minimum every three years. So it's not something that you do once, you put it in a drawer and you forget about it. I've had now several really complicated probates because that's what happened. They did their estate planning, they put it away, they didn't look at it. And it was by the time that it needed to be used, it was a mess. Oh. Everything had changed. So Family everything... members had changed. Assets had changed. changed significantly. Things oh. had changed to the point where it was, it just created a mess. So every three years, people should revisit that. Yeah. So like, what do people say? Does it cost money every time you want to do that? No, I mean, we, we always invite our clients, like they, they are always welcome to call them at every three years and say, Hey, let's do a review. And we do that free of charge. So do other lawyers make you pay for that? Um, I, Think that that's, I think that they shouldn't, but I believe most do. Oh, okay. uh, you know, we want it. You're cool. <laughs> I think most people would charge for a, for a review, but, um, I, I know that we don't. Uh, we want people to do that because, you know, you're, especially your circumstances are always going to change. Okay. Right, yeah. The law is going to change and we want to make sure that it stays up to date with the law, with your assets and with your family. Um, so. Yeah, the worst thing you could do is just put it in a box and forget about so, it. So, Ian, we should um, we need to put her on our calendar for mm-hmm. like three years oh, from no. now. If you tell me to do it, I'm nervous. So we can, we yeah. can. What? You <laughs> still, I'm mad people can't see the look on my face right now. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, we'll, we'll put her on the calendar. Gosh. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. And I wouldn't even have thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Yeah, because when you get caught up in your life, you don't even think about revisiting. No, nah, because it's like, I thought you said it and forget it. It's yeah. like that. Uh-uh. You know? Yeah, you, nope, like, that's you, not a thing. I had that no is... idea. Like I thought you were supposed to just get, you know, you get this will, you keep the paperwork, and 
then when you die, then you're like, someone's like, hey, here's this will, and they're like, and then they're like, hey, fix actually think, right. hey, once I sign this, I'm good. I already know what's going to happen. I don't have to mm-hmm. do anything. So it's a basically, it's a living it's document as long as you're alive. It is. It is okay. a living document. And, you know, it's important because, and there's going to be, there's life events. Sometimes, um, you know, there's remarriage, there's new kids, there's, you know. Oh, wait, wait you mentioned, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. off, but you remember, like you mentioned being Cinderella. Yes. Right. So that's like, what is that? So she, that, talked, she mentioned that earlier about being not in the conversation here, but yeah, the, it's one of the reasons why if you, especially if you have minor children, you really need to every, I firmly believe that every person needs an estate plan. You know, a, a, you need one that is right for you, but you need something. Okay. Now the, if you have minor kids, you definitely need one. Um, one, because a lot of people are, are laboring under the idea that you can, well, I can just have everything go to my spouse and then to the kids. Well, if something happens to both of you, the kids until they're 18 years old can't receive legally, they cannot receive anything. And so all that money would get locked in the court and you would have to have a guardian appointed over those funds, which may or may not be the person that you wanted, especially if you don't have any estate planning. Though. Right. That's the uncle Tommy and guy. Then, and then they would get everything at the age of 18 whatever's left over after annual so, reportings and accountings and like, and after that well, kind could of eats the, at it. Could that relative have used up their money? You know, it is not a situation that you want to, you really want to put the kids in, oh, you no. know? Um, <laughs> so, oh. so everybody needs an estate plan, but especially with kids, because one, you want to help control okay. how are they going to receive things? More importantly, you want to, you want to control as much as you can. Who's going to take care of them? Right. Like who's okay. going to, who's going to raise them? How are they going to raise them? And with kids in particular, the person who is good to raise them at seven years old is not necessarily the person who should be raising them at 16. I'm sorry. I, I'm laughing because you said like, you don't know who's taking care of your kids. I have a brother and it made me think of my, I'm not going to say which one, but if my kids got left with him, he'd probably feed them bread and butter. He wouldn't give them bread and butter. You know, you know, talking about you know exactly Oh my God. I just thought hey, about that. He would feed them bread and butter. Eat that bread and butter. So, you know, like, I mean, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that every meal, but yeah. every now and again, he might be like, hey, that's all you get is some bread and butter. <laughs> Sorry. It just, it just made me think about that when you said, you don't know who's going to get your kid. So that's true. Oh, yeah. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, that person could be in close vicinity and yeah. there's someone and who they'll give it to them. Yeah, and they could. Or they look good on paper and it's yeah. that one sibling you're like, never in a million years would I want them with. <laughs> Raising my kids. Right. You know? And then you have to roll over in your grave and then, mm-hmm. and then by then nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Nothing you can or, do. Or, or right now, or for example, like, you know, maybe parents are a good option when they're, when they're really little. Your parents. So like their grandparents. Right. But then but when they get older. Should the grandparent, like if a grandparent is going to be in their eighties, should be yeah. raising a 16 year old? Like right. that's like, that's a whole other <sighs> consideration. So that. when Jeez. you, so if you're looking at this every three years, well, you can change who's in charge, who's making those decisions. Right. You can say, okay, now that the kids are 15, you know, well, we should have a different guardian at this point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mom and dad got a lot older. They're not really able to take care of them. So, you know, that's why it's important to keep looking at it. So, okay. So when people get like, okay, so you talked about, we talked a little bit about the Cinderella, but when people get remarried, mm-hmm. um, cause a lot of times, you know, the kids, there might be older adult kids and the person marries this younger person and they get mad. And, you know, how does that usually play out? Like how's, well, I think in general, like having those, 
it always works out better when it's, when you've got some clarity. So when you've got clarity about what wishes are and you've got a clear understanding, everybody's pretty much on the same page about this is the way it's going to go. This is what I want that, that will help, you know, that will help if you, and the, the estate plan in particular would be really important in blended family situations. Um, so that you can reduce the risk of conflict. So you're not putting them in a position where they're all co-owners of a house and they have to deal with each other and figure out, okay, well, what are we going to do about wait, the house? Wait, wait. So who is the co-owners? Like well, that, that person dies. spouse, that's that stepmom or, you know, whoever. It yeah. Is but so what if away. that stepmom decides to sell the house? So then she gets all the money, wouldn't she? No, she wouldn't. She would oh, only get okay. the value of her life estate, which is measured with like actuarial tables and like, oh, it's, okay. but, so but if she did sell, they would get yeah. something. She would get but something. But if she they wants would get to something. stay there, she could hold out and they get nothing until she grows. Right. Now she could elect if she does the, if she takes this election in time, um, she could elect to take, basically become a half owner, a true half owner of the property with all of the That's children. That's if she means well to the kid, for the kid. That, no, that, that just means that if she wants to like be able to sell and get out and not be oh. locked into that life estate situation, she can make an election and they can, she can force a sale of the property or be bought out by the family members and she would get half. So there's, there's an election there. Um, but a lot of people don't know that they need to do that within like six months of the person's passing because they just don't know. Right. right. Um, it, and it also depends on how things are titled. So there's a lot. Of, there's so a whole lot. That's, that yeah, that's goes why you into need it. some help because you just don't know how it's going to pan out unless in you have your, the right support. Exactly. To, to in your particular circumstances, like it's one thing to think, oh well, yeah, it normally goes with surviving spouse. Well, what if it, there's children of a prior relationship? Right. Or what if it's this? Or what if it's that? So the best thing to do is to figure out well. What would happen to me in my situation? And that's why, you know, you, that's why DIY, DIY wills are mm. uh, just a recipe for disaster. Oh, so don't um, use, don't get the Susie Orman packet, I guess. Or she you got know, the suit. They got a, she got a survive like a kit that you can get. We were gonna do one. Or the legal zoom. <laughs> we well, we, yeah, we were. We, we bought one and we yeah. just never did it. So it's we finally was like, closet. those come across my desk all the time and they are always more expensive to fix on the back end than if they had so done something. They advertise it as something that's good, which it is, but then somebody that knows the law. Well, the law is too complicated for that little basic paperwork. Mm-hmm. That's what that goes back yeah, to. Mm-hmm. So we have, okay. So if I have, okay, so my kids, how do I know who to pick? Like, how do I know who's the best person okay. to watch my kids or to keep my kids, you know, if, if something happens? Well, I think some of the things that go into that are one, they don't have, you can split, you can decide who's going to be in charge of finances and who's going to be in charge of raising the kids, right? They don't, they can be the same person. They don't have to be the same person. And so sometimes it actually makes it easier for parents to decide, okay, who would I want being a guardian of my children? If they didn't have, if some parents like, well, so-and-so would be amazing at raising the kids. I know they would turn them into good, loving human beings, but she's not, a, she's not great with money. Um, in which case, well, if you're, doing a, if you're doing a trust, you can separate those, those duties, and you can have somebody who's good with money but is also has a good relationship with the kids and stuff that they can work with the guardian of the kids. Oh, okay. So you can get both if you want. You just have to think about those things in advance. Um, so, But you, you want somebody who is familiar with the kids who can, you know, who's honestly, I think a good part of it is, um, who's going to have the energy to raise them and to really invest in them and, um, and, and love them as if they were their own. 
Um, so that is the most important thing. Uh, I think more than where they're located, where they live, you know, are they close right. by? I mean, some of those considerations are important too. Like, are they going to, is there going to be a disruption in school? Could they go to the same schools? Would they have to go to new schools? Would they have to go to a new city? Um, those are things to think about, but I think in the end, the person who's going to love them and cherish them the most and going to raise them according to your wishes is always going to be the right person. Right. And, and then like, how do you like pass along like the values and stuff with that too, with whoever you're, mm-hmm. you're going to pick? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finding some, finding a guardian who is really aligned with your values and what you would want to impart on them is, is hugely important. Um, the next the next thing that you could do is to have things like, so for our, for our, our clients who have minor children, we do include a kid's protection pack package. So in the kid's protection plan, there's, we have nominations, but then we have the ability to put all of this down on paper. So we have information that, you know, not just here's the medical information for, for my child or, you know, here's their allergies. You can go beyond that and you can include things like these are the kind of extracurriculars that I would want them to be in. These are the things that they love. These are the activities that they want to do. Um, these are the things that I want to encourage. And so you can, you can fill that out and keep that with your estate planning so that you have at least a little bit of like a, a user's guide to your children that can help the next person. Um, and we also, we always offer a, a legacy interview to our clients. And I love when my, my clients take me up on that. Yes. We did the legacy interview. It was, it was kind of eerie because we're talking like to our kids and stuff and, and to our family, like, and, you know, like we're, like we're croaked, but that was a little interesting, but I feel like it was a, that's a good thing. It's a way to, you know, immortalize a little bit about yourself and what you want people to remember you by mm-hmm. in a moment where they're not stricken with grief at your funeral or whatever, um, that they can still hear your voice. They can still see you if you do. We did mm-hmm. the video. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that was a really great thing. I've, I'd never heard of that before. So I think that was really great that you, that you guys do that. Yeah. yeah. We think it's important because it's, it's an opportunity. So under the best case scenarios, you are going to be passing along these information, things about like your values, your experiences, things that are important that you would want you know, want them to know you're passing it along all the time, but to have that in, in, in an interview where they can come back to it and they can come back to it, you know, a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, and, and just have that, um, is incredibly valuable to them. And, you know, to know, to know what you wanted for them, your, your values, your goals, things that you would have wanted them to know, um, it, I think is the stuff that makes us absolutely human. Yeah, so that's yeah. the part that makes that's that's the most important thing that you pass on is those intangibles. All right. Yeah. Because I, I was like watching this show. It was like a Netflix show. I forgot what it's called, but it's about this girl. She's like in high school, and um, her dad dies, and she every time she got the anxiety, she has this like she actually stopped talking for. I forgot what it's called. Her name's Davy. She's like it's like an Indian family on the show. Be quiet. But her, her, but her dad died suddenly. And she likes in the show, she stopped talking for like a year and everything. But when she got better, she found this recording of her dad. And she, every time she would feel like this anxiety, she had that little recording. And when she thought her phone broke, she like went, you know, like, oh, my, like she thought. It fell in the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It fell in the water. And she was like, oh, and she felt like she lost her dad all over again. 
So, I mean, that's why I felt like because I watched that show recently and then you did the legacy interview thing, I was like, okay, that's that's a good thing. And I see where the benefits for sure. Yeah. And you want it you want it in a format that's not tied to a particular piece of technology, like your your cell phone or like an answering machine or something where you you just you want to hear the person's voice, you know, and and yes, we 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 see each other like at birthday parties or, you know, family events, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you take photos but you're not always recording these kinds of important conversations, you know? I mean, you're passing them along, but to have them in a format where you can kind of go back to it again and again as you get older and your perspective changes right. is, you know, as a recipient is So can tremendous. I record, like, can I re-record in, like, three years? In Absolutely. Case, in case my values totally change and I tell my kids to, like, suck it to the world because everyone sucks, you know, if I decide to change my... You know, because today was kindness. Be kind. Be kind. But like, yes, right now I'm feeling so... Maybe I'm like, I want to tell the world to tell, you, tell my kids to tell the world to suck it when you get older. Do whatever the hell you want to do. But, you know, three years from now or whenever that might be. So I could change that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Gladly. We will do <laughs> I am looking forward to it. All right. All right. Just, just, just wanted to check. So where can people find you? What kind of law? Because we didn't actually, you talked about you do the family law. I mean, not, is it family? What is it called? Estate planning. Estate planning. And I'm probate. sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probate. So what other, um, I know you, you've helped me with some real estate stuff and I had questions and you like saved my butt. Um, and I really appreciated that when you helped me out. Um, what other stuff did you, do you guys well, you special specialize in? Yeah, so I, I focus my, I have a, a very strong real estate background as well. Um, the work that I love to do the most is the estate planning and the probate. But for my clients, I will offer like real estate advice and real estate services and, and that as well. My sister does all social security disability work. And so um, an area that I'm, I'm planning on adding, because I think it just makes perfect sense with what we do, is Medicaid planning. Oh. as well and so because that's that, the thing that is it goes that's hand a, in hand wow. with estate planning and oh. probate and the fact wow. that we already do a lot of disability work and public okay. benefits so that, yeah there's all blend together for sure so that is something that we're going to add but yeah i mean that's and we just we love the work that we do and we love working with individuals and families and small businesses i when i was at that large law firm i really enjoyed what i did I did a lot of very high-level commercial litigation and bankruptcy and basically asset chasing, and I did a lot of courtroom work. I loved it. I was good at it, but I did not feel that my work mm. truly Speaking mattered right. to people. See, see, I'm telling you, man, that's what it is. You can let her speak it because you interrupted her. I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> so she wanted to make sure her work really mattered to, it mattered to people. It's about... This life we live is about helping each other. Yes. It's not about just putting ourselves first. It's about us right. being together and truly helping each other to live together in this, like you said, yes. this small little period we have in time, because mm-hmm. time is very big, mm-hmm. we have a small period to help each other and to yes. improve the lives of each other. That's what it's really about. So when you have this job in a big corporation, you're working, one day you're like, what the hell am I doing? And I think that's what a lot of us realize as we get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk to a lot of young people, they don't see that. But as you get older and the wisdom sets, you're like, man, what am I doing? Yeah. There's only so many TPS reports you can yeah. fill out, and, you know, before you start to really think, what am I, what doing? Am I doing? Yeah. Why am I doing yes. this? What do I really want to be doing? Yes. Because, and and that's what I love about the work that I do. Honestly, like, people are like, well, don't, isn't it weird talking about death no, or, like, helping. dealing with death? I'm like, you're helping people. Yeah. You're giving them peace of mind. You know, you're protecting their families and you're reminding them 
you need to go out and do things and enjoy things and just yeah. just take advantage of that little slice of of this time space continuum that we have to do everything that you can, you know, and just squeeze it all in there. So what have you squeezed in so far? <laughs> ah, okay. Well, so she, okay, she's telling us to go squeeze. Let's see what she's squeezed in. What's, what kind okay. of juice she's gotten out of that well, squeeze? Um, I, I have gone, I've actually, I had an SCCA license. So I have a, I, I have raced cars before I've gone to racing what? school. What? I have gone to racing school. So I did have an SCCA license for a while. Um, I have drag raced many a time on the, on the drag strip. So, um, SCCA license. I've gone skydiving. I haven't done that. Hold on, hold on. on. 10,000 feet. When you did that, what was going through your mind before you jumped out of that plane? (sighs) Um, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, well, this seemed like a really good idea when I was on the ground. And I was like, okay. I'm like, that. We're up here. We're committed now. Oh you know. God. But I mean, I okay. So I was strapped to an instructor. Oh, so you can't was, jump by yourself the first time, yeah, right? Yeah, it yeah. was not a solo. So I really, I really wasn't that worried about. It. I said, okay. Well, they don't want to die either. It's gonna so. be quick. So exactly. So I'm like, we're gonna be fine. And I did that in the Florida Keys, and it was. Gorgeous because you're up oh, at yeah, ten thousand feet. Water. And all you, oh, you see, see is you see blue water, oh, you see wow. green. It was phenomenal. Nice. And then on the way down, all you hear is just Nothing. silence. Yeah, that's that's Nothing. Remember when I was parasailing and I was going up in the that was, I didn't like that. We went parasailing oh, wow. years ago. We went up, 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 and after a while you don't hear anything. So so what else have you done? Give me a couple more. Uh, then see. I'll stop the harassing <laughs> you for, for, for how you li- how you've skydive. lived your life. But how fast did you drive when you raced? Um, well, I think so that is like an SCCA track, so it's not like ovals. It's more like a very like very curvy track, oh, sometimes so with hairpins. Okay. So you're going real fast and then you're then just you hitting the brakes oh, and then you're okay. just so you're doing all of those things. And so sometimes you're you're flying around turns and like, you know, so it was it was phenomenal. Uh, we went to Bob Bondurant Racing School out in uh, out near Phoenix, Arizona. And do you have was, a lead foot? Do, do I have a lead foot? Um, there, there may have been some questions that were raised during my character and fitness interview for the bar about the number of speeding tickets I had. Oh man. I, I did have to mention that that was all youthful indiscretions right. and I have Yeah, yeah the fact that you, yeah, cause I'm, I'm, I'm like, that. I've always wanted to race cars. Yeah. Like I really, I really have, I, like, I drive like it's a strategy. Like uh-huh. I am, like when I'm driving, I mean, I drive fast, She's but. I yeah, am, I am analyzing the road. Mm-hmm. I'm an, and I enjoy that. Like it's 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 invigorating for it me is. to do that, it especially is. when I can get it like a good eighty-five mm-hmm. miles, ninety miles an hour, and I'm doing that, and I'm what I'm like, man. But I'm just too afraid of like crashing and dying. Well, <laughs> track is always the best place to do it. Um, you know, drag strip is fun too if you just want to go straight, just real fast in a straight line. I've like, never that tried that. Okay. You should try. Oh, I should it try. Man, that might make me feel good too. Okay. It is fun. Um, straight line is fun. Actually, mm-hmm. all right. I'll yeah, and good. you know, so we're we're renovating, um, a, restoring a 1970 Chevelle SS that. <sighs> Is going to have a 454. Well, not, not Ian's all like <laughs> 454 big block. 454 big block. It's uh, we're. Do you know what that sounds like? Oh, I have no idea. It's going to be it's going to be nuts. Um, 
Getting hot. All right. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we won't keep holding you up. I know you've shared a lot of information with us, and we appreciate this your has time. Been a very good. Part and of that. and <laughs> and thank you. It, it has like no. Blast. He has no filter. <laughs> you have like no podcast filter sometimes. There's no such thing as a podcast filter. There I is. I didn't say a damn thing wrong. Right you didn't now. say anything wrong, but you just like you just talk. Wait up. You see what Natalie supposed to do every time I do a damn podcast? I can't say nothing without her interjecting herself. I didn't say anything wrong. Okay, all right. The best podcasts have no filters. See, okay, we're not doing anything wrong. All right. Well, where can people find you, Karina, <laughs> if they want to talk to you more about your services? And- Absolutely. So we are here in we're we operate in Indiana and in Florida, but I am here primarily in the Florida office. I'm in Orlando, so. Um, my office is here near UCF, and you know we. You can reach us. Uh, we're on social media under DLT Law Office, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. DLT Law Office. That's DLT. what. That's what you would Google. Yep. DLT, DLT Law Office. Law office. Uh, we're at DLTLawOffice.com, and um, we are here to serve. And just really looking forward to just continuing to do this and just reminding people. Carpe diem. Go out there. Go out there and maximize that time that you got. Don't waste a second. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I appreciate that. And we're glad that you are exemplifying that by <laughs> what you do in your life. So that's pretty cool. So thank you so much for joining us today. Mm. Can I talk now? No. Mm. But you can take the show out. Well, welcome. Thank you, everybody, for the show. If you want to uh, listen to the podcast and all the streaming forum, forum, join us on Spreaker, Google Podcasts, iTunes, CastBox. For all the streaming platforms. Join us, like and subscribe, please. And share and tell your friends. Yes, yes. Thanks everybody and God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.